your Bibles to Matthew chapter 13. Uh, we're going to talk about, a, we're going to begin a, a three-part series. Hopefully it'll just be three, but maybe it'll be five. I don't know. Uh, on the, the section of scripture that is known as the parable of the soils. And I want to tell you just by way of intro that this is a uh, a, a section of scripture that not all experience is the same. That uh, just because you went to college doesn't mean that everyone graduates. Uh, just because you went to college doesn't mean that everyone really learned anything. Uh, just because you uh, shared in an experience doesn't mean that everybody gets the same thing. Uh, that it impacts their life in the same way. And as we look to God's word this morning... Uh, we'll begin in this section uh, that is the parable of the soils. If you'd stand in honor of God's word, I'd like to read to you uh, the first section of that. <coughs> Beginning in verse 1 of chapter 13. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. And great crowds gathered about him. Uh, so that he got into a boat and sat down. And, and the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, A sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. Other seeds fell on rocky ground. And, and where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up, since they had no depth of soil. But the sun rose, they were scorched, and, and, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. God, I ask your blessing on our time this morning as we look to your word. May we hear the words of Jesus. And may we have ears to listen and to hear. And may it be uh, effective in our lives. That you would get your way with us that we would be changed and that we would walk with you, that we would willingly participate in your plan. God, we thank you for this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. In chapter 12, we have Jesus being in a house. We, we have this interaction that he has with uh, both religious leaders as well as his mother and brothers outside pressing in. But we have a transition in Matthew chapter 13, where, uh, and really a, maybe a transition to the book, where Jesus leaves the house, leaves that venue, and he goes out to the crowds, to the, to the groups of people around him. In verse uh, chapter 13, verse 1, it says, uh, that Jesus, that same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. 
You get this picture, he leaves the house and he goes out to a public place, a place by the sea, and immediately you see the crowds pressing in on him. Uh, I learned and was reminded that um, teaching most of the time was sitting down and the listeners stood up. And I was thinking we should do that this morning. That uh, I'll just sit down. I'll go. I have a lot to say. It doesn't matter, you know. Uh, and you guys can all just stand. I'll have. It would really help, you know, because we could just have one seat up here. And we could get rid of all these pews, and everyone else would stand up. <laughs> I'm not Jesus, so we're not going to do that this morning. But you get the picture where uh, Jesus was sitting at the beach, and uh, the crowds came, and they were pushing in on him. And so the, the answer to this, it says in verse uh, 2, as these great crowds gathered about him, so he got into a boat and sat down, uh, and the whole crowd stood on the beach, and he told them many things in parables. <laughs> as we look at this, we, we get this picture, the crowds are wanting to hear from Jesus, they're pushing in and they're, they're excited to hear what this great teacher has to say. And so he gets in this boat and he goes out a ways and, and he begins to, to share with them. And it says that he shared many things, many things. And I don't believe necessarily that it's just the things in uh, chapter 13, but there were other things that were not recorded. Uh, we shouldn't desire so much to hear those things uh, because they weren't recorded. And so God's intention for was what we have recorded for us this morning. And in that, in those many things, we get the parable of the soils. Um, as you think about this word parable, uh, some have suggested the word, uh, just in meaning, is the idea of casting something alongside. It's uh, the idea of a story that's an illustration it's the idea of taking real life and throwing a made-up story next to it so that it would prove a point or teach a lesson. Some have said it this way, an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. Uh, I think that's probably helpful for us to think through this morning. We do this all the time when we are, are struggling to get through to someone. We tell a story. And I, I want to remind you that uh, these are made-up stories. These are made-up stories of Jesus. They're inspired, and they could have happened, uh, and they did happen in the sense that uh, we're going to look at a, a farmer, and farmers, you know what they do? They farm. And this could have happened anywhere, at any time. And, and this was uh, a story that Jesus wanted to show uh, the crowds and teach the people uh, something important. As we begin this, I, I want you to think about our time in the surprise box. Um, I, I wish you could hear every little comment, every little comment up here. Um, the kids want to help me out. They know how I struggle, and so they're giving me ideas. And uh, some of them aren't helping at all. You know, they're just sending me off the cliff. Uh, especially, especially watch the kids as I dismiss them, because some of them are like you. Uh, they, they go, I, I've got something to say, and I want to tell you how to do this better next time. I've got an idea for you. Um, and they tell me basically what they would say in a similar situation. And it's sweet. Uh, 
What this is, it's trying to think spiritually about everything in life. And some of you say, well, you're pretty slow. I am pretty slow. I am pretty slow. And sometimes that's the way I do things. Is It's not good that, that my heart is not in tune with everything around me in such a way where I'm trying to think spiritually about everything. It's not spiritualizing, but looking for how God wants me to shape be shaped into what he wants me to be through everything in life. To sit down at a meal and say, this is food and I need this food. And this food is meant for me to grow. And God provided this food. And there's also spiritual food. It speaks of it. And to put it all together and say, everything is God working on me. And that God wants me to be changed. This is what the parables were. Uh, They were meant for... God's people to be changed, for them to hear the stories of Jesus and then to be shaped uh, into the image of someone that's part of his kingdom, not someone who's doing their own thing. This morning, as you have come here to Bear Valley Church, I want to tell you, uh, not everyone's going to have the same experience today. Uh, Not everyone has the same motives even in coming uh, they were very different uh, this morning. Some have come out of habit. Uh, some have come out of thirst. Some have come out of desperation. Others have come out of obligation. Uh, others have come out of, uh, I'm trying to be a good parent, so I need my kids to go to church. Um, by the way, your kids do need to come to church, but the best thing that you can do for them is want to go to church yourself and grow. Uh, That's what your kids need more than anything, is for you to have a thirst for the things of God. So so parables, we have these stories that Jesus is, uh, it's real simple um, for us to come and say there's theology, there's the Bible, and then real life is over here. And Jesus brings these two together with these parables, and he starts uh, this section with a parable that they would have known so well. A farming parable. Now, um, how many of you have thought of yourself as someone who can grow things? Thought of, thought of. I'm not saying you've been a successful. Uh, uh, Tehachapi's, uh, I hate to say it, but it's God-forsaken land, okay? Uh, there's so many different issues with things here between the varmints and the lack of water and the heat, and it just, there's, there's issues with trying to grow things. I mean, I look at that big um, uh, greenhouse out in Cummings Valley, and I go, even real farmers thought they had to put a house out there, right? It's tough. And, and they would have known about farming. It's, it, it's really one of the most necessary things that we do. And in California, we have a lot of farming going on. Why? For food. <laughs> Why? So we can eat. It's important. It's important. And so Jesus takes a farming parable and places it before them. As he was sharing this long message, uh, we have highlighted before us really one portion of that, the parable of the soils. And I want to tell you that we're just going to graze the, the parable of the soils this morning, just point out a few things. And uh, Jesus, the next section, he speaks of the purpose of parables, and we're going to work on that next week. And then, Lord willing, we're going to get to the application 
or the message of the parables the uh, the following week. That's the plan, at least. <coughs> Jesus shares one message, one message, but there are four different uh, experiences or responses to this message. Jesus uh, speaks in the parable and he says, there's a sower and he went out to sow. A farmer was spreading seed. <clears throat> and the, the picture is most likely he has a bag or some kind of container, a basket, and he has piles of seed and he's with his hand and he's spreading it and he's spreading seed. Why, is, why does the farmer spread seed? So he can grow stuff. Not just grow stuff, but have a crop, ha- have a benefit. Uh, he is hoping that this would produce. That, that's his desire. Um, I, was, uh, I was reading about growing potatoes in the last couple of days. I get all these ideas. It's, you know, and uh, I, I was looking at pictures on the Internet. These people were just regular people were posting. And this one person uh, showed this picture of these beautiful, beautiful, just huge. Uh, it looked almost like bushes, potatoes. And he was describing, he showed this. It was like amazing. And he said the potatoes were only about this big, you know, big plant, little potatoes. And uh, and. The reason the farmer plants is so that he would have a good crop. That's what he's hoping for. Uh, We had a a farmer here in the church uh, many years ago, and he planted potatoes and carrots. That was his business. And he, he explained to me the cycles, and he says, you know what? There's two or three years where you're just starving in farming. You're barely getting enough to survive. And then there's a couple of years that are pretty good. And then there's that one year that's just amazing. And, and you're really farming for that one year, hoping to get it at the right time so you don't go bankrupt. Um, this is the life of a farmer. Uh, it's, it's sometimes difficult to, uh, to go on. So anyways, the, the farmer is planting seed in hopes of a great harvest. And... Jesus says, so there's a sower, one who plants. And there's different experiences. There's different uh, production. He says, looking down at verse 4, and, and as he sowed, some seed fell along the path. The path. Uh, as you can imagine, a huge field. And this wasn't, you know, it's was probably plowed by hand, some you know, were animal or even just with a hoe. And there were parts of it that were uh, tilled up, ready for uh, ready for seed. And there were other parts that were the path that had been walked on over and over again. And it was hard and it was compacted. And and he says that there were some parts where that seed fell on that path. And the result of that seed falling on the path was simple. The birds came and devoured them. It's a picture where the the farmer throws it down. And as he throws it down, the birds come right behind him and eat it up and are thankful and are thankful that this. Have you ever seen birds? You know, some of you have chickens and you throw that feed out and they're they're happy. They're happy to eat it up. Um, And but that seed doesn't do what the farmer desires because 
it's not there. It's been eaten by the birds quickly. That's the first soil, the hard soil. The second soil, verse 5, says, Other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up. And since they had no depth of soil, when the sun rose, they were scorched. And since they had no root, they withered away. So he, he's spreading seed throughout his this piece of land, and parts of it fall on the path. Birds take care of it. The second soil he pla- he places it on are, is rocky soil. Is rocky soil where it's mostly rock, and it's not that there is no soil, but it, the seeds fall in between the rocks. But the, there's not much there, and it says, really, it describes that it just has no root system. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. They withered away. Uh, eventually. Uh, they withered away because they had no root system to support the life that they had. And then in verse 7, so we have the, the path soil, the hard soil, the rocky soil, and now the thorny soil, verse 7. Other seeds fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them, choked the seeds out. And then lastly, in verse 8, we move from the thorny soil to the fruitful soil. He says, other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some 60, some 30. We will struggle in the next weeks to uh, define and classify those first three soils. But this morning, I want to focus on that fourth soil. Which soil uh, was the farmer hoping for? The good soil. What was the the purpose of plant? The purpose of planting was to produce, right? And and the idea of a hundred times or a hundredfold, sixtyfold, and thirtyfold. That's a picture. You know, forgive me for saying it this way, especially your organic people. Uh, miracle grow. Okay, it's the idea that it's just bountiful it's just growing and it's got this picture that it's all coming together hundredfold 60 30 fold is good 30 times what you put out if you know if, if you throw out a dollar in an investment and it comes back to you in 30 dollars is that a good investment yes yes the it, some of you are bad investors you know you didn't know the answer to that i don't know i've never done that <laughs> okay Okay, let me borrow your money for a little bit. You know, uh, um, 30 times, 60 times, 100 times. That is a bountiful harvest. And, and as the farmer plants, his desire is that that would happen, that it would produce, it would produce. It would grow, but not just grow, but grow and then produce. Uh, as I look at this, I, I, I get excited about farming, Right. The idea, it just sounds great, right? That's the intention of the farmer, is that it would grow. Really focusing on verse 8, I want, want you to see this. That as you look at God's word, as you consider his point for you in this parable, is this. 
that he desires produce. He desires out of what's going on, out of his desire of spreading the seed, that he has a, a design for this. For some it's 30, for some it's 60, for some 100. Think about that this morning. I think that most of us, as we consider our life, um, we sometimes just say existing is all we need to do. God just wants to get me through the day. Uh, and he does. He does want to get you through the day. He, he's faithful. We've already been talking about that this morning. But the design that Jesus has, and, and in the context, what is he describing? His kingdom, right? The book of Matthew is about his kingdom. And he's saying it's different. It's different. It's not just you're born, you're, you're raised up, you become an adult, and then you live for a while and then you die. He, he's picturing, he's picturing from life will be different in my kingdom. Life will be different when you're with me. Uh, it, it may be like that for everybody else, but with me, it will be different. I have a different design for you. I have a different purpose. And so his desire and his uh, goal is that we would produce. This morning, I, I want us to think about that. I, I want you to consider your life. What is it producing? Is it producing? You say, well, I may be one of those other soils. Let's leave that for a minute. Uh, you may or may not be. You may or may not be. But what I want to tell you is what's God's intention for your life? Is it just that you would uh, take up some space, eat some food, raise some kids, live in a home, and then die? I have to think even as Jesus shared this parable, he's throwing this down alongside your own life. And he says, I want to show you something different. I, I want to give you a spiritual picture of what life is meant to be like. I, I want to show you. And, and remember, the crowds were pressing in, right? There's a great group of people and they were all different kinds there. There were some that probably understood as best they could. They were followers of him. They were all in with what Jesus said. And there were other people who were just fishing on the beach. And they happened to see the crowds and they go, oh, what's going on? And as they listened, they, they were considering, what is my life all about? And Jesus says, there's fruitful soil. There's fruitful soil. There's uh, soil that produces, not just a little, some seemingly a little, but, but great amounts. This is the farmer's intention. Then uh, before he begins talking about parables again, it's recorded for us in verse uh, 9 as we look down at it. He says this, he who has ears, let him hear. He has ears, let him hear. Um, for those of you who uh, uh, have been bouncing around the scripture, have you heard that before? You heard that before? I think uh, Pastor Mike's class has been going through Revelation 2 and 3, looking at the churches. A similar phrase is used there by John. If you look back uh, in the book of Matthew, uh, Jesus was talking about John the Baptist and what... Uh, 
what his faith was like. And he's calling them again. And he says the same thing. He says, he who has ears, let him hear. As you look at this, um, super important. It may seem like, yeah, yeah, he wants you to listen. He wants you to listen and pay attention. Yeah. But, but, but the point is not just that we would listen. Um, I have children in school and they, they come home from school and I say, hey, did you learn anything today? What, what, how'd class go? Were you listening? Are you paying attention? And uh, there's varying answers depending on the class. And, um, and, and it's not about whether they were sleeping or paying attention. It wasn't about whether they did their homework or not. It's whether they got it. They got it. That that was somehow whatever the subject they were hearing about is that they were listening and it was bouncing around in their head and it became their own. And they gathered that knowledge, not just a knowledge that would make them smart and be able to play trivial pursuit really well and even pass tests. But that somehow that that would prepare them for the steps ahead. I believe as Jesus um, was sharing this parable, he was calling on those who were listening. And not just those who are listening, but those who are getting it. As you think about even your time here this morning, um, I've been going to church all my life. You know, I'm 46 and I've been going my whole life. I even went before I was born, Okay. Um, I've been going to church a long time and there's different ways to go to church. You know what I mean? Uh, there's different ways. There's, there's an excited expectation and a ready to grow, uh, thirsty way to go to church. And then there's other ways going, you know, what time's this out? Can't wait for the potato potluck. I mean, that's awesome. Hope they have enough bacon, you know. Uh, you know, it's the idea that we want to hear, but not just to hear. I, I know that, um, that that sometimes we're anxious to be educated. We're anxious to learn things, but, but that's not it either. It's the idea of Jesus is calling them to listen in an effective way for their own souls. That he he's calling on them to listen, not just to get it and go, got it, but that it would transform them, that it would change them. Jesus is calling them to active listening that transform their life and not just transforms it, but transforms it in a way that it would produce. It would produce. You know, uh, Jesus wasn't, uh, as he was teaching them, saying, hey, you all are doing just great. <laughs> everything's fine. Just stay the course of life that you are doing right now, and everything's going to be great. He said something very different. He said that one person's life never even gets started. A couple others, it, it, it may look like it got started or maybe even give a semblance of growth, but in the end, it doesn't produce anything 
And there's a, a, a spe- special category. There's a special group that that's what happens. That that's, the design is what happens. It comes to fruition and it produces 30, 60, and 100 fold. Jesus wants to change your course. He wants to change your course. And as, uh, and I, I want to say this, he's always wanting to change your course. He's always want to adjusting you to the right or to the left. He's saying, come over here, stay away from over there. No, don't go that way. Don't go that way. Come on over here. Come on over here. And it may be a painful process. But it's the process that uh, Jesus wants to do in your life. And he says, this is what my kingdom is all about. It's you changing to follow me. I want to encourage you this morning to not allow this time before the word to be academic, but be transformative. That this would change you. And I want to encourage you as we come before the word in the weeks to come and the years to come personally in our home, as well as when we come here, that that's the way we should come. Jesus, change me, change me. I've made so many wrong steps without you. Change me that I might walk with you. As I said, in the weeks to come, uh, we will look at parables, uh, the, the purpose of parables as well as look more into the parable of the soils um, as we understand uh, the message of Jesus. May we have ears to hear. Please join with me in prayer. Father God, thank you for this morning. Um, thank you for the blessing of being before your word with your people. God, I ask that you would make us people that have ears to listen and, and to love being changed, to not being ones who who don't get it and have stubborn hearts, but that we cry out to you, please teach me, help me to listen, help me to grow, help me to be changed. God, thank you for this morning. Uh, Glorify yourself in your church, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for being here today. You are dismissed.